Hey, I'm Dre Silvertooth and I'm a GM. You should absolutely come listen to our podcast because I have the best heroes. They're hunting curses for the Queen of Vire and it's, it's going great. I got five hit points. I have a plan. Is it to write my eulogy? They make really good choices. Oh God, why did I do that? <laughs> it's all according to plan. Textbook success. She did fall 45 feet in full armor, though. Well. Fine. They are bad heroes. I have four very bad heroes on my podcast. But they are hilarious. Come check us out at badheroescast.com or find Bad Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. I haven't been playing my bard correctly, so now I am going to. <laughs> Hold up. You mean trying to summon an electric guitar so that you can use the auxiliary cord was not doing it correctly? Oh no, that was definitely correct. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the review episode of Warmer in the Winter by Game Nomicon. I was your matchmaker, Dennis Ferre, and with me I had the players and their lovers. Carrie, you go first. <laughs> me? Yeah. Fuck, You're the lead dude. character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. My name is Carrie Cloud and I played Claire Bonpon. I'm Adam Visconti and I played Jake Dangler. Uh, and I'm Ryan S. Bowman and I played Henry Peterson. Unfortunately, Marcus couldn't make it to this review, but actually someone came in his place. Um, she's right here sitting on my lap. It's Lauren. Lauren's going to be doing oh Marcus's God. part of the review today. <laughs> it's such a treat. <laughs> we love you, Lauren. <laughs> Thanks. I, I really enjoyed playing the game with you all. <laughs> It's funny because on the meta level, it means that a little child named Lauren played a child named Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. She's not great at the game, no. alright? She's not truly that creative yet, uh, but we love her still. Uh, so, Warm in the Winter was actually pitched by Game Namicon uh, themselves to us, and I, I put a really fast speed on this recording because I was really, really interested in this system as a whole when they pitched it to me to go like, hey, it's Hallmark Christmas movies, but in TTRPG form. And I was like, I fucking love that because, you know, the very beginning of Control Group, we tested out Passion and on the other end of the spectrum with the high romance and fiery nature of telenovelas. I really love playing off of these systems that use tropes from TV, which we use a lot in Control Group as a whole already. We already reference our screenwriting ability when we make cuts and everything. So I was super excited to get to the system, and it did not disappoint. It had, I felt, everything you needed to make your Hallmark rom-com movie romance, even going down to like, oh, this Chris... There's Christmas elements, so there are elements in the system built around supernatural characters. So if you wanted a Santa Claus, like I desperately wanted in this season, but did not have enough time to get to. I was just like, it'd be fun to have the real Santa Claus in a story, because that's how I feel like most Hallmark Christmas rom-coms go. They'll just be like, hey, that's the actual fucking Santa Claus. Well, you know, Debbie's going through a divorce right now juxtaposed with those scenes so it's something it's just slice of life i really you know? enjoyed about it. 
Yeah, a little slice of life. Um, it passes my test of a good system where it gives me the DM a funny new name instead of Dungeon Master. Uh, being able to be the matchmaker is enough. That's already a 10 out of the 10 system for me. That's my only plot of it. It's a good system or not. Uh, but how did you all feel playing Warmer in the Winter? The playbooks and the moves and such? I loved this. I would play this over and over again with so many different cliche Hallmark storylines. Um, I, I absolutely adored it. I loved uh, everything about it, even though uh, I unsuccessfully wooed the the uh, main character. Um, and <laughs> You did great, don't worry. I just did better. You know? <laughs> See, don't worry. See, the Adam the Adam in me really wanted to fucking win, but the, the, the Jake in me was like hot moms. I literally messaged Dennis in the middle of one of our games when when he introduced like all the MILFs that were like going after Henry. I literally messaged him and I was like, for the record, I wanna wind up with a MILF. Like <laughs> so- <laughs> You just totally counted me out. Yeah, he was just like, hot moms? Alright, we're done with the main plot here. I got hot moms as backup. Dennis, about those MILFs. (laughs) How do you make the the MILFs so real, Dennis? I I felt like they were, you know, right in front of me. The thing about being a matchmaker is you want to try to really create a whole person when you're creating NPCs. When I created a crowd of hot mommy dom MILFs. Um, with shitty children, I feel like they were fully fleshed out, and certainly not a bit. Um, and that's just, that's a little DM tip out there for the rest of you. Yeah, Dennis has a lot of experience with, with hot mom milfs, to be honest. I do. That's real facts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I completely agree with Adam. I mean, like, I, I think that, uh... You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names of other systems, uh, but some systems you play once and you're like, I get the system, and I feel like there's not a lot of room uh, to do another thing, or you mm-hmm. really have to go out of your way to do another thing. Like you did the main yeah. thing, and you could adapt the system, but this one just has mm-hmm. you know so many variables, and I think the number of playbooks is a a, a real strength <laughs> because like yeah. you know I wouldn't play the what the rekindled again not that it's you know i liked it a lot yeah. but like i'd go screwball yeah. or i'd go busybody like there's a lot of different things mm-hmm. that create very different hallmark ttrpgs yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 we could just switch one playbook out and it would be a completely different experience mm-hmm. that's cool yeah, because, like, I expressly set this up where this was a fun competition between the guys to win the heart of Claire. So I feel like switching it around, maybe not picking the bestie playbook, who knows? Um, <laughs> in another in another story, like, Marcus would have been in the lead from the get-go being the bestie, you know? Just, like, having her heart already in a friendship set, uh, uh, a friendship way, and then leveling that up to a more romantic set sense but you know it's just how it went how the story went mm-hmm. um and yeah. i know when we were picking characters i'm trying to find it in the playbook i know i was i was yes. play, i was toying with the idea of playing the elder um in this specific 
competition because I thought it'd be really funny to just be like, you know, a hot older man that Claire, by default, because of what we're playing, is interested in. <laughs> yeah. Seeing what that would, yeah, probably, uh, <laughs> would have switched you up, would have made you the, the hunk of Christmas future, yeah. where she happens upon this older yeah. gentleman. And then she's gonna, and that could have worked into the plot too of mm-hmm. just making sure the mall stayed open. It's yeah. just like, oh, this older character is also loaded now, so like she yeah. could have she could have love or she can have a sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Henry's dad. I just would have played Henry's dad. <laughs> Henry, but his dad. <laughs> I like that. We'll definitely get there when we get into the sequel. Yeah. Well, if I had a much older love interest, it probably would have been more accurate to Hollywood movies anyway, so you know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. A true white Christmas. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> just like Hallmark wants. <laughs> oh, I was, I was just gonna say, Dennis, like, I don't know, it was, obviously tropes exist, and they're gr- easy to pick yeah. up on at times, but you just read my mind with uh, Henry and his dad. Like, you really did. It was, like, exactly what I expected, or what I would have wanted, and then it happened, I was like, hell yeah. I didn't even have to try yeah. to put this in. <laughs> Dennis just did it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that comes along with us being improvised who have played before, and really get each other yeah. you know we come from the same the same team really in flagstaff so yeah uh yeah once the trope is laid on the line i'm like okay i know exactly where this person wants to go from here and hopefully i can live up to their expectations well you, yeah. you did i don't want to just you know jerk you off for this whole uh <laughs> wrap up <thing. laughs> we know this is the horny session you can jerk me off if you need oh, to okay. <laughs> I didn't consent to any of this. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Not all of us are horny on this day. On the Lord's Day. <laughs> I mean, coming, you know, coming from somebody who I I haven't really, like, worked with any of you on anything before, um, but I still felt... Um, comfortable and I felt like everybody was picking up what I was putting down. I felt like I was um really feeling the flow of everything and that was that was nice. It was nice to feel like uh, welcome and like I'm a part of the group dynamic especially for like my first time doing the podcast, my one of my first times really improvising. Um it just made everything a lot easier, a lot more fun. So thank you guys. Yeah, okay. I want to say you really killed it from me being like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? To me being like, hey, you're also the main character of this little mini arc we're doing. So like, I put a lot of the onus on you and you really carried your weight very well. So kudos. (laughs) Yeah, you're the main character and you're going to get seduced by three handsome people. (laughs) And good luck. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. Really easy. And I think it, yeah, it really helped as well because just like seeing how flustered you got really transferred to Claire as well, and I think it read really honestly to the character and what we were going for. I was not flustered. I've never been flustered in my life, so. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> I think what would be interesting next time is like if we all chose handbooks. Uh, sorry. If if the if the pursuers all chose handbooks that would cause them to 
like talk more because i don't think i <laughs> talked true. more than one sentence to marcus and it actually might have been to lauren so like <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, yeah. Um, and then like like brian you and i interacted like maybe two sentences yeah. more than that um but mostly like all of us individually just like our characters just talk to claire um so it'd be i'd be interested to see like if it was like you know like a like a what what is them like a like a boy friend group? What I don't know. I don't think there's a term for that. I don't know why. Boyfriend I was group. Like, Just a group of boyfriends all hanging out. I was trying to think of like animal. I was like a murder of boys, but that's not. What <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> a flock. Uh, a court of pur- pursuers. A. Uh... <laughs> I I'd agree. I th- I forget yeah. when, but I I mentioned to Dennis like if we'd interacted more, I feel like Henry would have you know been very receptive to Jake as a romantic partner. Like <laughs> yeah. personally, I was like two himbos falling in love. Hell yeah! Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any other way this would have happened? Yeah, it was just a time constraint thing. I could have easily imagined a situation where Claire had to go do something and you three were forced to work on a task together. I probably. If there was more time, I would have had you all working on the bake sale prior to Claire getting there and had those shenanigans beforehand. Um, but just it was a it was a shorter season. Uh, Marcus was definitely sick when we recorded the finale <laughs> yeah. as yeah, well. That so was that was rough. <laughs> we all miss him so much. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> That's why he's not here. Actually, he yeah, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, just so everybody knows. <laughs> people are gonna be like oh no and then immediately after is gonna be the episode zero for return to lake mary in which we'll hear marcus's voice again this episode is in loving memory (laughs) (laughs) he's not dead i I just like remembering him (laughs) what is the what is the movie that's like i sometimes i can still hear his voice stop telling people i'm dead what is that what is that movie oh my god i don't know that sounds so familiar yeah Yeah, is it over the hedge or it's like something open season isn't it i think it's like one (laughs) One of of the farm animal movies i I know over the hedge too well it's not over the hedge it's not not over the hedge it's um it's uh it's brother bear i think Oh, okay. So an bear. animal movie with bears. Yeah, it's right. an anthropomorphic. Yeah, yeah. You know, look at the gist. That makes sense. Anything else like about the system seen- before we completely devolve? Oh. <laughs> no, I just I I genuinely want to play this again. I like I I low key like want to get a group of my friends to like do it again i had such a i had such a blast i mean you all talked about playing again so i might find another (laughs) uh movie-esque trope system we could all play again and we'll find a new movie for us to make sequel bait bait. (laughs) all right so we really enjoyed the system now it's time for us to give our nonsensical reviews um, I'm going to give this system a five last Christmases out of five. And that's not five, the single movie, The Last Christmas. This is a person who says this is going to be their last Christmas five years in a row straight. <laughs> okay. 
you know what? I'm uh, I'm gonna give this um, this system um, ten dirty French truffles out of ten dirty French truffles. I thought it was delightful, and it was a great system for my first time. Mm. I liked it. I'm gonna give it uh, five pounds of cookies and cream protein powder. <laughs> um, shit. I'm gonna give it. And, and mind you, it was a great, is a great system. Um, I'm going to give it one while you were sleepings because there was almost no misunderstandings or comic mishaps. <laughs> <laughs> completely fair, completely fair. Well, thank you so much for listening to Normally in Love. Uh, please appreciate the wonderful wordsmithing that went into that title. No one on the podcast has gassed me up about it. I literally had to explain it to Kay at one point. Um, <laughs> but check out the system by Game Nomicon, <laughs> Warmer in the Winter, which <laughs> is fully funded, so you can go out and get it and play it today. Go to sleep, variables. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.